This is Plant-Based Briefing, Why Vegans Won't Tell You They're Vegan, The Other Side of Vegan Stigma, Part 2 by Emily Moran Barwick at BitesizeVegan.org. And I'm Marian Erickson. This is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I narrate articles with permission on a variety of topics related to healthy plant-based eating and veganism, and share them with you here in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's article is longer than that, so I've split it into two parts. I read the first part yesterday, so go back and listen to that first, and then come back here for part two. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Why Vegans Won't Tell You They're Vegan, The Other Side of Vegan Stigma, Part 2, by Emily Moran Barwick at BitesizeVegan.org. Being openly vegan is exhausting. Now that we've covered some of the complex pressures behind vegan self-silencing with the sincerity and compassion they deserve, Let's take a moment to acknowledge a unifying thread running throughout them all, the fact that, frankly, being openly vegan is exhausting. This is a point that anyone can relate to on some level, vegan or not. One of the reasons people can be uncomfortable around vegans is that they feel they have to defend themselves. Well, for anyone openly vegan, this is a default expectation at all times, and it's just the tip of the iceberg. Imagine having to always be prepared to explain and defend every aspect of veganism, and also, answer for every action of every vegan as if you are somehow responsible for whatever some vegan somewhere did, and also have data and statistics for every potential question, and also make sure your responses don't come across as judgmental or combative, even if you were approached with aggression, and even if you're being actively judged and preached to while being accused of being judgmental and preachy, and also make sure that your responses are suited to the exact individual and situation you're in. And also, preserve the relationship if with a friend, family member, work colleague, or boss. And also, try not to bring in any emotional intensity from your previous experiences of being rejected, mocked, insulted, and disparaged for being vegan. And also, make sure not to reflect badly on all other vegans and veganism itself. And also, try not to betray your own convictions, the animals, the planet, or all of society. And also, do all of this with the knowledge that by answering questions posed to you, you may be accused of talking about veganism all the time. Being openly vegan can feel like having to be a sociologist, psychologist, and walking encyclopedia with expert skills in emotional and social negotiation and infinite patience and compassion. Honestly, sometimes you just want to be a person around other people. While this sounds like a list of reasons why you should never consider going vegan or moving away from eating animals— There's evidence things may be changing. But before we get into that note of hope, let's look at how vegan self-silencing and its causes actually harms all of us. How vegan silencing harms us all. As I've hinted throughout this article, the pressures motivating vegans to self-silence and the act of self-silencing itself have a larger-scale impact that goes beyond individual vegans. We as a society are becoming increasingly concerned about climate change, workers' rights, dangers to our community's health— food insecurity, and what happens to animals in our food system. The need for a collective evolution away from eating animals is becoming more and more evident for the well-being of our planet, our communities, and of course, the animals themselves. At the same time, we humans are social animals, and we often look to what most other people are doing to aid in our decision-making, referred to as social proof. And most people are still eating animals. So even if we feel discomfort about what animals go through to get to our plate— or we're concerned about the climate, it doesn't look like other people are that worried. A deeper dive into social proof. Social proof refers to our tendency to follow the behaviors and beliefs of others when making decisions. The term was coined by psychologist Robert Cialdini, who explained the phenomenon as, one means we use to determine what is correct is to find out what other people think is correct. 
In their paper, Harnessing Moral Psychology to Reduce Meat Consumption, researchers Joshua May and Victor Kumar argue that social proof is a strong influence on people's decision to continue eating animals. It's not just willful ignorance and rationalization that fuel tolerance of factory farms. The fact that excessive meat consumption is commonplace does not just encourage apathy. It serves as positive social proof that it is acceptable, that nothing is morally amiss. Indeed, our social context leads many of us to conclude that it is morally obligatory to eat meat because it is an essential component of grandma's casserole, Mexican cuisine, or a masculine diet. Essentially, because we see that most people eat animals, it signals that eating animals is not only not morally problematic, but completely normal and even necessary. Researchers behind the delightfully named study, How Do You Know Someone's Vegan? They Won't Always Tell You, proposes that vegan self-silencing could reinforce this perception that not eating animals is some niche phenomenon only adopted by a few people on the fringe of society. While it may seem like a small matter for individual vegans to stay silent about their veganism, the study authors reference how seemingly trivial differences in the number of people that hold a certain personal preference within smaller groups can, in the long run, result in macro-level consequences for entire societies. From this viewpoint, the tendency to self-silence among vegans may prevent the onset of momentum and critical mass that is needed to achieve a societal tipping point. At the same time, simply asking vegans to be more vocal about their veganism places them in the catch-22 of eliciting the very stigma we've covered. At the core of it, the problem isn't so much vegan self-silencing, but rather the reasons driving that silence. As we've learned in this article, going against social norms can have social consequences. Research shows that the fear of receiving the same treatment as vegans prevents other people from taking steps to move away from eating animals, steps they'd be open to exploring were it not for the potential social backlash. This may seem like an impossible gridlock of necessary yet understandably resisted change. But there is evidence that things may be shifting. Changing norms toward a world without vegans. Researchers, advocates, political leaders, and organizations are becoming aware of the importance of institutional support for a societal evolution away from farming animals. A shift in our collective relationship with eating animals has to involve more than us as individuals, and there are organizations working at a systemic level in an effort that none of us have to shoulder this alone. For example, some universities, hospitals, schools, government bodies, businesses, and even fast food chains serve plant-based food as their default, with the option to opt in to animal-based food. These programs have shown a significant decrease in animal food consumption and changing attitudes about plant-based foods. They've found that when not eating animals is the norm rather than the deviation, people, including meat eaters, are more likely to enjoy plant-based meals. In essence, rather than moving towards a world where everyone is vegan, we need to move to a world without vegans at all, where not eating animals is simply our default where we can all collectively act on our shared values without fear of going it alone. On an individual level, the less we stigmatize and stereotype vegans or anyone's effort to move away from eating animals, the more welcome people will feel to be open about their choices. And the more we see other people acting on the things we also care about, the more welcome we can feel to make our own changes. You just listened to Why Vegans Won't Tell You They're Vegan, The Other Side of Vegan Stigma. Part 2 by Emily Moran Barwick at BitesizeVegan.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. As always, I put a link to the original post in the show notes, and she lists all of the references and studies that she's mentioned. She lists links to other videos she touched on. It's a great place to find more information. And the part about social proof and the fact that 
People look around and see that because almost everybody eats animals, it's not only not problematic, but it's essentially normalized, morally obligatory. That's why I've taken the Liberation Pledge, and I know I'm a very small minority who has done that, but I emotionally, mentally cannot be around people when they are eating animals. I know the truth about it, but my little wee bit is just denormalizing it, making it not normal, not okay, I can't be around it. If you want information about the Liberation Pledge, I've done a number of episodes and I'll link those in the show notes as well. Some are specifically about the Liberation Pledge and some just touch on it, but those are episode 100, What's Wrong with Veganism? 311, What Vegans See, a post for non-vegans. 314, Disrupting Social Norms, an anecdote from a lonely vegan teacher. 327, Shifting to a Better World. 428 and 29, What is the Liberation Pledge and How Hard Is It? and 452, the most terrifying excuse of all. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.